Welcome back, everyone. This is a healthy obsession, the weekly show with myself, Adam Thurwell. Tom Hurdle is in the building. Small Goal Soccer is the sponsor, and we are going to get down and into it for this week's football roundup. We've got loads to talk about. There's been about a million games, it feels like, over the course of the last week. So, we're going to be covering a bit of a Premier League review, loads of other action going on in world football. So, we're talking about some of our favorite bits from that. We've got the game with no name going down, which Tom is looking for some retribution after my emphatic victory last week and we've got this week's hot topic as always we appreciate you all tuning in and we're going to get into the show now cheers Thomas are you ready as ready as I'll ever be start start your engines new year new me have you made any Is New Year's thing? Have, have you made New Year's resolutions? No New Year's resolutions. No. I don't do them. No. I feel like why would you wait until the start of a year to be like, okay, now I'm getting like, if you want to do something, do it. Don't wait until like a an excuse to do it. So you're saying it's just another day. Just another day, mate. It's just another day in the life. That's what it is. The life of a gangster. I like that. You call me a gangster. Sort of. I've yeah. got a gangster vibe. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. More like a like a bit of a you know, swaggery vibe <laughs> rather, than, rather than like I'm a murder your family vibe. Oh, well, that's good. Is that what gangsters do? Oh, gangsters do Think, murder people. Uh, well, no, the rule, of, the rule of the game is no civilians. The modern day gangster's more just a bit of a businessman now. Yeah. More than anything. I think it's a sub, no civilians and if you're in the game, you're failing. Okay. That's the rule. Cool. At least it used to be. Good to know. Yeah. So New Year, we don't like New Year's resolutions, but if that's what gets the job done, so be it. So is this your way of saying you've made a New Year's resolution? I haven't and I never do. No? No. I set a few goals, but I do that sort of every month or every three months anyway. But best of luck to everyone out there that is trying to do a New Year's resolution. I don't yeah, want to yeah. knock you down. Uh, exactly. That's you what can I mean. do it. it. I think if it works for you and that's like what gets you through the... Uh, the night then power we've, to you we, we've got a friend who's undergoing a very tough uh, resolution who's that gallon of water a day a gallon of water a day uh, i just got an update uh, before we started the show that he's already half a gallon in and it's not <laughs> it's not even uh, lunchtime he's gonna, he's, gonna, he's gonna drown himself my, my response <laughs> to him was how many pisses have you had yeah, <laughs> he said God. six already disaster yeah see and that's the only downside with drinking that much water is that you constantly need a piss an aggressive amount of water it's i get bored of drinking plain water yeah, what do you do? Do you fizz it up a bit? I've got this. Fizz it up. How do you fizz it up? Well, like put a bit of flavour in it. Yeah, 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 I do. I don't mean I, like I, actually fizz yeah, it. That's confusing. Like, fizzy water is not for me. <laughs> do you but, not um, like fizzy water? I don't drink soda. No, I don't drink soda. No, I'll drink rarely. soda water. I drink tonic with my gin. Yeah, but tonic's really bad for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's very bad for you. Isn't it all sugar? It's a lot of sugar. Yeah. And gin's not great for you either. It's like one of the only alcohols <laughs> that your body can't process. Yeah, yeah. Everything else, yeah, yeah it's okay, but gin just sits in your brain for. Hmm. No, mm. I, I do like the little. Uh, I like the little flavorings for water. What's your favorite flavor? I'm. Uh, I'm on a bit of a strawberry lemonade kick at the moment. Strawberry yeah. lemonade, uh, also very sugary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you. What have you become? What's America done to you? Imagine telling yourself 15 years ago you'd be living in Phoenix, Arizona, recording a podcast, and strawberry lemonade would be your go-to flavor. Yeah, that's where we are. That um, and coffee. You love coffee. Love coffee. Love coffee. All right, so before we get the show started, I think there's one thing that deserves a mention. 
Uh, we had a great rooftop football session. Yeah. So shout out to the AHO Small Golf Soccer fam that came out on uh, Saturday, kicking off the New Year's on the rooftops downtown Phoenix. Tommy had a little cameo as well. I wouldn't call it a cameo. I'd call it like a leading role. Domination. Yeah. Well, we did. We played. There was a group. There was a group. So we had, uh, what, four pitches set up? Just kind of drop in, bring your own squad. And the, the bottom pitch didn't have an opponent. So me, you, Mr. Trevor... Eddie. Eddie, main man Eddie. Shout out Eddie. I don't know who Eddie is. Where Eddie did he come Wager. from? He's a small goal soccer legend. Yeah. yeah. I should have known that. You should know that. Yeah. My mistake, Eddie. Do your homework. Eddie, Eddie. jumped in. Yeah. And uh, Mitch Garcia. Mitch had a, a game or two yeah. and uh, Keba. And Keba Job. Keba Job. Carried us. Car- nah, well, carried. I mean, is, is, is aggressive. He was yeah. there. Long story short, we made it. We won three games back to back, got promoted to the top pitch. Winner's pitch. Yeah, the winner's pitch, which when we got there, it was unfortunately <laughs> uh, time. So we didn't get to play the team that had been unbeaten. You can't um, be winning your own events. We've learned the hard way. You need to let the other lads there have yeah. a feel good factor that, hey, you won and you're going home happy now. Share the glory. Uh, I, don't I don't like that. I like that at all. No. No. Next time we play to win. We play to win and we continue going. And if they surrender first, so be it. And if the beat is 8 0, so be it. No. If, if the beat is 8 0, that doesn't count. We yeah. can play again. Anyway, that was fun. So it's good. Yeah, so it's good. So big shout out to everyone that made it out. That was a really good time and great to see everyone out in the community getting uh, some touches in to kick off yeah. the new year. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan, fan. So what else is happening? Anything else? New Year's action? Uh, good, bad, ugly? I mean, you just know I've got a dog. So Tommy's got a dog. Was... It's actually with us right now. We took it up the mountain this morning. Did yeah. really well. Did a hike, yeah. Are you enjoying dog ownership? You know, it's funny. Adam's heard me uh, not gripe. I want to say I'm a griper. Because I'm not, a, I'm not a moody old North Yorkshire man. Mm-hmm. Silence. You're getting there. So, <laughs> but, uh, in now, your, in so, your old so, age. so my wife wanted a dog for a while and I, I gave her the unicorn to go find. Had to be certain size, mm-hmm. not barky, you know, all the... All you the, thought you snookered Yeah, up. I thought I put her in a tough spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she found it. Um, and to be honest, it's exactly as she predicted. I've fallen in love with the thing and yeah, I like it. He's turned into a big melt. Yeah. I'm soft. Yeah, we're trying to enjoy ourselves this morning. And, oh, where's my dog? Where's my and, dog? And uh, as much as you don't like football names, <laughs> her name is Lily White. But well, we talked about Which this. is the Lily Whites for Tottenham. I, I, I'm okay with this yeah. because it's generic enough that it's Tottenham forever yeah. and it's not Delhi, like your cat. Delhi Ellie will be gone at Christmas. He's going, he's going to Paris. He's going to Paris. <laughs> yeah, he will be in Paris by the end of the season <laughs> and you're going to be sat there with a cat like a big idiot. But I'm only going to talk to my cat now. In like a awkward uh, Joy Barton style French accent. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Was you, uh, Daddy? You want to go for food? Not bad, that. Eh? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. You, right. You're pretty much offending an entire country of people, but we'll move past that now. So on today's show, <laughs> what we're going to be covering: doing our Premier League roundup first half of the show, doing a bit of news of the world right after halftime. We've got our name with game with no name. I'll get that eventually. Game with no name. We've got that, which I'm reigning champion. Tom can't stop me. 4-1 last week. You've got to do better this week. I made it so easy for Beginner's you Beginner's luck, mate. I made it so yeah, easy for I, you this week. Uh, then Hot Topic, which is going to be... Uh, and what are we doing Hot Topic this week? You can't announce the Hot Topic until... Oh, yeah, you've got sorry. Shoot him. That's the point. You've got to stay in, yeah. Yeah, listen to the whole show, Debate. Hot Topic, and then Tom's final thought. So let's get into it now. Tom, Premier League Roundup. Yesterday was a massive uh, barn burner of a game. Manchester City versus Chelsea. Yeah, well, I should say Chelsea versus Manchester City because Chelsea were home Chelsea. team. Yeah. yeah, what did you make of this affair? 
clearly we've been underestimating City a little bit, have we? Would you agree with that? 100%. Uh, what I saw yesterday I actually terrified me because I thought, oh shit, City have like, got it going now. It was... <sighs> were, they, were they really good or were Chelsea just me? So that's my, my problem with this because Ch- Chelsea have just been beaten by Arsenal 3-0 as well, right? Correct. Uh, 3-1. 3-1 as well? Yeah. So my, Chelsea got one at the end. So my, my problem with, with it is... Everyone, I'm going to do my Spurs bit here. Everyone gets upset with Mourinho. <laughs> that took you fucking ages. I literally well, I've got a point. To, I've got a legitimate... to start the show without talking I've about got, Tottenham or United. I've got a legitimate point here. Everyone gets upset with Mourinho for parking the bus right. in big games. Mm-hmm. Well, Because he's a miserable fucker? Go on. Well, he gives himself a chance. If you play Man City straight up, the way Pep Guardiola sets up, he wants you to chase the ball. He wants you to come out, and City are so good at moving into the spaces between the lines. They play through you and they slice you. When Tottenham played City, they beat City a few weeks Two ago. Was the, I can't remember the, the game flow of the game. Tottenham we, went after it, didn't they? No, nah, we parked the bus. Parked the bus, okay. Right. Parked so the bus and hit on the counter. And I agree with you there. Like, I'm not one of the football, like the romantic idea of everyone yeah. being able to go toe-to-toe is rubbish because teams can't do it. Even elite-level teams like Tottenham, yeah. they can't don't do, do it, it in every game because sometimes you just don't have the manpower. You might be missing players. You can't do it in every game. F- football tactics are about maximizing what you're good at mm. and neutralizing the opposition strengths. City's strength is when they have space to play between the lines. So take the space away. That means you have to play compact and ugly sometimes. But it stops City being what they're good at. And that's why Spurs beat City 2-0 and Chelsea have got batted 3-1. City City could have had five by halftime yesterday. They tore Chelsea apart. And what scared me about City was when they played United, 0-0 draw, absolutely was a terrible game about a month ago. And I thought... City usually go right after it. And City were very reserved in that game. And I thought, watching them yesterday against Chelsea, I thought, does Guardiola know his team that well that he has said against United, look, we're not not at peak levels yet. Let's hold back, take the points. And now they're hitting stride. They're just going to absolutely punish teams. Or are we getting a bit too excited about that, reading into it a bit too much? Um, I think... I think he knows United on the, on the counter are so dangerous, so maybe he couldn't go so toe to toe. But I, I think yes, I mean, look, Chelsea are supposed to have some of the best attacking firepower in the Premier League from their buys, right? You've got what Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, I mean Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah. I mean they're loaded. If you if you look at it on paper, yeah. but they looked toothless yesterday. They had no clue going forward. I, I... Is it a problem where they've got, we've talked about this, too many guys doing the same thing without any real uh, emphasis on a point player like Giroud. Like, I was banging this drum yesterday. Why isn't he on the pitch? Especially when they go 3-0 down. Second half, switch up completely, get Giroud on the pitch and and change the way they're playing. Because it's not working, obviously. You're 3-0 down and he didn't really change any of that. Giroud's got nine goals in 15 uh, 15 games. Nine in 15. Timo Werner's only got four in 15 games. Why would you not say, all right, even if half-time, 60 minutes, okay, now it's time to bring him on. He never brought him on. Never brought on Tammy Abraham on the bench. I don't, do you think Lampard's in a little bit of trouble? Yeah, I think he's got to be at this point. I mean, I saw some of the headlines this morning. It was that Chelsea are already looking for a replacement. I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, with your boy at PSG, they just got let go. Uh, No, 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 sorry. Uh, Oh, uh, Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel just got let go from PSG. And... 
it's got to be pressure on Lampard now because that's one win in five and against one of your biggest rivals for those top four-ish positions and you're getting made to look like a B team. I mean, City, City were toying with them at one point, point yesterday. Oh. Gundogan missed a back heel, which, yeah. I mean, that, they're taking a miss. It's a training, a training move. So I think Lampard's definitely got an issue. The amount of money he spent on that team, 220, 220 million, I think he spent in the last window, more than any other team. And I think, what, did, what was the statistic you've put here? 20, accounted for 20% of the money yeah. spent on the transfer in the yeah. Premier League last summer. That's insane for how bad they're playing. Yeah. Kante's all over the place as well, for yeah. how consistent he usually is. I agree. I mean, they're sitting in eighth. On 26 points, and obviously it's tight. Mm. But if Southampton get a result against Liverpool today, Southampton got a game in hand, then Southampton will go above and they've got a ninth, which will leave them on the same points as West Ham and only three points ahead of Arsenal and Leeds. Only four points ahead of Wolves and Palace, which is that puts them down as a 15th. <laughs> which now Chelsea have got, we, we've banged this drum on the show because it winds me up as a United fan about Solskjaer. Mourinho probably falls into category, but Arteta, Lampard, they're like media darlings, sort of, especially Lampard because he's English and it's like he's getting way more of a pass. Like, why why isn't he getting fucking hammered? Chelsea are not playing well. One win in five with that squad of players is unacceptable. It's it's mad. So we'll see what comes in the next few weeks. Quick, quick, one quick funny moment from that game. Did you see? uh... Werner kicked the corner flag? Yes, injured himself. Have you ever done that? <laughs> uh, no, I've fallen into one pretty dramatically before. Like sliding to keep the ball in and I like posted myself on it. <laughs> 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 it, it put like one uh, bollock on the uh, at either side of it. So That was quite funny. And then quick shout out as well. Pulisic and obviously Zach Steffen in goal for City. Uh, City. So two, two was he was poor, but I think he's, I think that's a Chelsea issue more than a Pulisic issue in my yeah. opinion. But cool to have two Americans on the pitch. Yeah, very cool. It's it's happening. A Yank revolution. Yeah, another quick shout out. Brendan uh, Aronson just joined 20-year-old uh, from New Jersey. Just went to Red Bull Salzburg with Jesse Marsh, America manager. So it's happening, man. It's happening. The Yank spread it's across moving. the world. Yeah. So let's move on now. Uh, manager, <laughs> talking about manager getting battered, uh, Mikel Arteta, who has seemingly turned the Arsenal uh, ship round for now. Yeah, they've, they had a big win against Chelsea, which you got the ball. You can't compliment him, can you? No, I can't. Can't be seen the, complimenting the, Arsenal. The, the, the Chelsea win was a big one, right? Big and it got the ball rolling. And now they've gone, and obviously they, they've taken Bright, they beat Brighton. T- tough result. Like, they did what I thought they might struggle with and grind a 1-0 result. Yeah. I wasn't pretty, but they got a 1-0 result. Did Brighton. well there. Yeah. And, then, and then West Brom, I mean, what was it? 4-0? 4-0. I mean, they looked very good. For as bad as West Brom are, um, they still looked good. The conditions were rotten. I mean, for any game, the snow and it was it was a, a tough game to go. And West Brom have been sort of getting back in the mix with a new manager. Good result at Liverpool, but they yeah. were atrocious. But Arsenal deserves some credit because they played. They, they were almost Arsenal of yesteryear. Some of the one touch football. They, they looked brilliant. I mean, was it the third the third goal? Saka's goal. Unbelievable. I mean, it was one two one, touch. Two, boom yep. boom boom. And it, it looked like they had that swagger back. It was a training it was, goal. It was fun to watch. I, I don't like watching Arsenal, yeah. but the goal of football was good. Tierney is now in that game. That's the player they signed. That that's, he was like that at Celtic, yeah. and now they're getting that player. You, you know what annoyed me with that? Mm. So he scored the first goal. Second, so cut inside on his right foot. That was the second, goal, in the second goal. Yeah, great goal, unbelievable, unbelievable goal. on his right peg as yeah. well. Yeah, you know what annoyed me though? The commentary. I can't remember who it was, mm. but he said, 
And how good is that from a left back who really shouldn't be up there doing things like that? What a day, what does yeah. he know anything about fullbacks yeah. in a modern game? So, sorry, you can't cross the halfway line, mate. It's not 99. He, he shouldn't be up there doing things yeah. like that. What do, you, what do you think outside fullbacks are? I'd like to give Kieran Tinney a big shout out as well for coming on the pitch pre match, short sleeve t shirt, no gloves, in shorts, no tracksuit on, in the snow to wow. warm up. And he played the match in a short sleeve shirt. I respect that. I respect those levels. You're like this as well. It's enjoyable. Did, did you also know that his shin pads? Uh, one shin pad has the Arsenal badge and the other one has the Celtic badge. Go on, Celtic. Yeah, he's always got a Celtic he's, badge He's on. a good lad, yeah. Kieran Tinney. So I respect the, the short season. The goal was a banger. He had a really mm. good game. Arsenal deserves some credit because we have rightly so slated them. But they, three, they've, three wins in a row. They're, they're turning it around and, and it seems like they're getting, they're getting some cohesion in the team that has looked very, very uh, without direction over the we'll, last few We'll years. find out next because they play Palace next. So I think that's a bit more of a test for me. T- Palace are a tough team to play. Yeah, Palace are a tough team to play. They'll all be well organised. They're much more well drilled. West Brom, West Brom, I think they've got the manager they need to sort it out for them this season. But they are really do lacking you, in organisation. Do you believe that? Because they've just given up five against Leeds. Yeah, they lost five nil against Leeds well, think, at yeah. home. Yeah. Their home record's terrible. I think yeah. they've they've lost Leeds five nil. They lost four nil to Arsenal at home. Um, they lost 3-0 against Villa and 5-1 against Palace. So they're what? shipping goals at home. Well, and, and we talked about this. I forget the other centre-back, but Ibrahimovic, uh, Brav, uh, uh, Abramovich, sorry. No, I just get the two of those names confused. Uh, the centre-back for West Brom. Ojai. No, yeah, Ojai and then uh, Bratislav. Uh, oh, Ivanovic. I always, I always <laughs> think he's from Chelsea. Ibrahimovic. You combine the two and you get Ivanovic. There you go. I always think of the Chelsea owner. because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> But, but to have him in the team, I mean, he's cracking on in years. I'm not saying he's, he's a bad footballer, but... I want to say he came off the bench against Arsenal. No, he started against yeah. Arsenal. He was on the bench of the game before that. Yeah. He didn't play in the game before that, so they could play him against Arsenal, and he was rotten. I mean, it's, that's he's, not the guy... He's old, want. he's lost his legs. Yeah, that's no, not the guy you want chasing anyone around. So, yeah. d- difficult times for West Brom indeed. Okay, i got a question for you yeah. real quick, because I was thinking about this while the game was going on. Have you ever met a West Brom fan? <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to slag West Brom. I don't think I have. I, I was scratching my head. I'm like, I, I, you know, you know, someone that supports nearly everyone, especially in the Premier League. I've never. Is that your ever... sadistic mind? Whilst you're sitting there thinking, yeah. who's a West Brom? Fo- West, West Who Brown? can I punish? Who's West a West Brom fan? Um, I can send like a banterous text. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Nothing. Yeah. I'm like, who? Who can I bully? Nobody supports West Brom. Like, you don't even see like you know Americans pick up yeah, teams. Nobody. I support Fulham or I support nobody sports West Brom. It's a yo-yo club. I know. I, I they're one team that I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy West Brom. Get yeah, it can go back right. down. Yeah. Side note though, yeah. um, for the first time, we I've had this on our notes for a while. The yellow ball. Ooh, enjoyable. For some reason, enjoyable. but for some reason, I don't know if you noticed. I I distinctly noticed the first game. It was back in might have been just at the beginning of November. The Premier League switched to using the yellow ball, mm. and I was ready to have a rant on here, but we never got to it because not, there's been no snow, yeah. and the stadiums have such good lighting. Why all of a sudden is yellow ball only for snow? Do you know what it is? Because oh. they can sell the yellow ball yeah, to kids. It's, it's branding. It used to be fantastic when you're younger. Though. They had orange yeah. and yellow yeah. balls. See, I, so, so I don't see why in the snow. Why do you use the, use the orange ball? Fantastic. The orange ball is much easier to see than the yellow yeah. ball. Much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. And st- are, you, are you a fan of different coloured soccer balls? In the right conditions. Yeah. Snow. Get the orange ball out there. No snow. Normal, white traditional white football. There you go. I don't want. I don't want pink and yellow stripes on it. 
white football out there. Normal football. Fantastic, yeah. And I'm all for filthy, uh, guilt-edged capitalism, making children buy more stuff for the sake of it as well. That's really nice. Yeah, Yeah, 500 football jerseys per club per season. And these footballs are expensive, like $150, $200 a piece. Yeah, but small goal soccer, don't bring one of those because you will lose it. (laughs) Someone will pinch (laughs) it. You will get nabbed. The amount of tears I've seen spilt over someone like, oh, it was my $100 World Cup ball. Don't bring it to five a side, six a side. (laughs) It's a terrible idea. So yeah, uh, moving on, Thomas. Um, let's talk about uh, Liverpool real quick. Uh, so Liverpool having a bit of a wobble. Yeah, they two back-to-back draws. Back-to-back draws. They so drew, drew Newcastle uh, away. Yeah, Newcastle away, which honestly they could have won that game 7-0. Yeah. I mean, they, they had so many chances. But they are not quite have that seeing out of the game that they maybe had last season. Teams are maybe not sussing them out because they could have won that game. Salah yeah. missed two really good opportunities. So uh, at Liverpool, uh, they're still at the top of the league. We keep saying this. They're still top of the league. Madness. And they're still missing key players. They're, they're in, they're, listen, they're going to be there right to the end of the season. Mm. Um, th- at this point, it's, today's a big game. If they, if they can get a result at Southampton, I think they'll yeah. start believing that they can pull away from the group again. It pushes them on a bit, doesn't yeah, it? It gives it, them that confidence again. It's a tough Christmas period, but now they start pushing on. It's a big one this afternoon. Obviously, it's, it's Monday morning as we're recording. So that, that one will be one to watch. Um, so as you're listening, you'll know. But uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm not convinced by Liverpool. I think there's too much inconsistency, but that's the name of the season. That That is the motto this year. For everybody. Everyone is inconsistent. That United-Liverpool game on the weekend of the 15th is shaping up to be a, a real uh, real arse rubber. Arse rubber. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so Liverpool, Newcastle, that was a draw. It was, it was a decent game overall. I thought Newcastle did pretty well. Yep. Um, moving on to uh, Spurs real quick. Spurs got a, a convincing 3-0 well against Leeds. I only saw the highlights. Yeah, one of those games where Leeds could have had a couple of goals. So that'll be interesting. Um, I'm not going to bang on Spurs. It was a great result for us. Uh, again, we need to win. Sun's got to his 100th Spurs goal. Big shout out to him. Four years in a row, he's just been announced as a Asian player of the year. Four years in a row. Impressive. Yeah, he's very good. Very um, impressive. Harry Kane, he's now at 10 goals and 10 assists, which is outrageous in 16 games. Yeah, superb. Um, and then on some funny Spurs side news, um, Pochettino's been announced at PSG. And in typical Spurs fashion, uh, his first game is in a, well, one of his first few games is in about seven days now. Uh, it's the French Cup final versus Marseille. Oh, so nice. typical, you know, he's going to go and win a cup. And everyone yeah. will say, all right, it took him. F- Eight days yeah. at PSG, couldn't do it at Spurs. Eight years at do you Spurs. know what's even worse? The Marseille manager is Andre Villas-Boas, who's also an ex-Spurs manager. Uh, so so yeah. one of them's getting a trophy. One of them's getting a trophy, not at Spurs. That's enjoyable. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Very Spursy. Yeah. Very, very Spursy. So, yeah, a 3-0 win, though, and they, they keep on... Uh, they're in touching distance. Still, uh, still in the mix. They're still in the mix, and Leeds... If everyone can stop kissing Bielsa's ass because the you know, three 0 down and the commentary was still well, Bielsa's tactics and I was like, all right, he just won five 0 against West Brom and then he comes and does the same thing at Spurs. It's not the same opponent. No, it's not. Adjust the same what opponent. you're doing, man. Anyway, yeah. So that's them, and uh, then United Villa. Go on, let's let's let you have a little bit of fun because I know you're near the top now. Yeah, it's it's funny because United have not been at the, in, in this position after Christmas for about ten years, probably since Fergie time. Um, yeah, we're we're there. I think 
the most concerning part is still the defending. Wambasaka's terrible positioning for that goal Villa scored. I mean, that's Sunday league stuff. Stay on top of quick, the ball. Don't quick free move. kick. Yeah, just set set pieces. I've talked about it. There was a lot of goals from corners this weekend again. Yeah. Um, in, I'm not going through all of them. There was a lot. But also free kicks as well. That, that goal... United just went to sleep. Quick free kick, and it's in the back of your net. It's same thing with same thing with Chelsea's uh, the third goal with City. Correct. Terrible free kick, Kante. Yeah, Kante. Counter attack, counter and goal. Ooh, set pieces, man. Set pieces of the game. To me, it's just that such basic stuff at football. I, I think that United, if they can tighten up on that sort of thing, I do like the fact that Maguire looks a little bit more steady next to Bailly. Yeah. Can Bailly stay fit? He made a great block at the end of the game to save United. Pogba again. Solskjaer said it very, very smart. Uh, and everyone can see it, but Solskjaer was at least self-aware enough to say it at the end of the game. United have got to step up their game management. Yeah. They, they, they're not managing games properly. We, we're going to, we're 2-1 up. There's a minute on the clock. Popper's going down the pitch into the corner. <laughs> if one of your kids did that at football, you'd bollock well, him. He, he, went and he tried to cross it, right? He, he, he shot her across. Mm. He but went straight to the goalie. And they Villa countered. They should have scored by mm. a ridiculous block. I mean, Villa would have scored any other minute. I was like pulling my hair out. I'm like, that is like amateur stuff. Pogba, just get in the corner, put it in the Stratford end. And, and that'll be Anywhere the that, that, Those things, that could be the difference between winning the league and not winning the league at this point because it, that could be two points dropped. I was happy Solskjaer said it at the end, yeah. end of the game so they were aware of it. Obviously, they're professionals. Yeah. They know what they're doing, but it's game management. United have got to be able to grind out results and be smart about it instead of making just schoolboy errors. Wambasaka, game management, stand on top of the ball, mm. slow the game down, and it, it's really sloppy. But there's a lot of positives there for United again. thought Pogba looked lively. Uh, yeah, he did you a great... Weren't, you weren't happy with Pogba? I was going to say, he did a great job with his little dive, didn't he? <laughs> what do you think? Was it a dive? I thought it was a It's gone down very light. He, he, caught, he caught his foot, though. I mean, it's it's a penalty, but they're going down. You, if you don't go down there, it's like... What, what about four minutes earlier when he signaled to Luke Shaw <laughs> to Luke Shaw goes past someone, ends up going out of bounds, and you just see Pogba in the screen look, shouting at him and giving a little dive signal, yeah. telling him to dive. I, I don't like seeing that kind of thing and be, being encouraged, but if we think that it's not going on in every team, <laughs> we're, we're delusional. Because look at Jack Grealish falling all over the place, and he did not stop moaning mm. during that game. But about people fouling him or people falling over. Yeah. I'm like, come on, mate. Like, you're doing it every True. single week. So I, I get, I don't like that part of the game, but there is that part yeah, of the game. To, to, to ignore it is, yeah, when it happens to your team, it's yeah. really shit, but it's happening all over the place. It's gamesmanship that's not going away. I'm with you on that one. So United is striking distance. Last one I want to touch on quickly. Uh, Everton, West Ham. So West Ham have done a 1-0 at Everton, right? Yep. 86th minute winner. Bit of a deflection. Mm -hmm. But question for me, everyone's very quiet on Everton. If this was Spurs, so Everton would have gone second with a win there. Mm -hmm. Are they bottlers? I think just, it depends on the expectations and the, the way people think about a club. Nobody thinks of Everton as being someone Having that's Having a chance. Yeah. So they're not bottling it where everyone thinks Spurs have a chance. Because reason? Spurs are generally in touching distance yeah. every year. I'm not saying title Consistently top four. Yeah. Always in the top four. They're always mentioned, can they ever run this year? Can okay. they ever run this year? Everton are never in that conversation. Fair point. It's always top eight maybe for Everton, top six for Everton. That's a good season for them. Okay. But like now, so no one's mentioned it. What I don't think anyone's mentioned that probably should mention more of is the job he's do, uh, Moises is doing at West Ham. He's doing a good job. I, I don't think they're going to be a, a top eight team, but 
top half and they're playing good football. He's got them set up well. Everyone's just waiting for Moyes and West Ham to be in the bottom five. Right. And it all, it's just Moyes, he's washed up. Well. And, and Declan Rice looks phenomenal. Like Declan Rice looks really good in the middle of the park. He was controlled the game. He's a hard worker. I like everything that they've got going on down there. That's a good, that's a good result. Uh, go to Goodison Park is not an easy game. And West Ham, that, that was great game management. Oh, yeah. they, they held their own and waited for their opportunity and took it really well. 100%. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much the roundup, isn't it? I think, Sweet, yeah, Premier League roundup. Do you, want to, do you want to give Leicester a quick shout? Leicester, yeah, a quick, quick Newcastle. one. Yeah, a good, a good two-one away win. Newcastle, never an easy place to go. Um, I, I caught the highlights. They they looked relatively comfortable, but... I tell you, I like James Madison. Quality. Looks yeah. really good. Really quality. I'd like... He's English, isn't he? Before yeah. I make a fool of myself. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's I'd love to see him, Grealish great. and Rice... With Phil Foden in a midfield, Harvey for England. Imagine them for a midfield. Yeah. Brilliant. There's there's loads there to be excited about for Leicester. They've got a lot of talent, and you know who I really like is Tillman. He scored yeah. against. Oh, what finish that was! He's, he, he, the way he sees the game though, he is very very quality. I was surprised when he went to Leicester, but he's uh, Leicester are doing a big shit right. Very New exciting. training ground in there, uh, doing all the good stuff. Magic, mate. Cool. Let's hit halftime. We'll be back in a moment. Guess who's back? Back again. We've done this before. I know, but... Uh, <laughs> Regurgitating uh, material, mate. But it's it's sort of a, a, you know, a staple of the show now. Everyone thinks you're a slim, slim shlady. <laughs> slim shlady. The rip-off version. <laughs> I know. Right. Should I dye my hair blonde? Shut up, my do, do you think I'd look good with blonde hair? Maybe. My nephew looks like some shit. I, you do, I am a gangster. Is Eminem a gangster? No. MC. Ooh. Is that different? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of MCs think they're gangsters, but they ain't real ones. They, they ain't like they ain't no real boys. They ain't from the streets of Nasborough like you, son. Oh yeah, mean streets. <laughs> they're the mean streets of Nasborough. All right, let's talk about football again. Big week. All right, what's well, couple why, of semi-finals coming up? Why is it a big week? Well, because everyone's interested in the Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup. Alex Ferguson said it's the most important trophy of the season. Because it's, it's the, the first, first trophy available. Gets the ball rolling. It gets people uh, in winning mentality. Yeah. Like they want a taste of that. Let's push on. If Spurs win against Brentford on Tuesday, I'll agree with him. Is it one leg or two legs? One leg. They've cut it. To, it used to be two legs. Yeah, I think it's it? one leg. Nice. I prefer that. I hope it's one leg. Yeah, but where are they playing? I'm at? saying that like I know it. Yeah, but no that, that that's weird because usually it's two legs. And how would they define it? It would have to be neutral venue. Because why would they let one team have a home game and not someone having a home? At, it's too much advantage. I'm going to tell you that I think it is one leg. Is it out? It's not at Wembley, though. No, that's we're at Spurs. That's rubbish. That's rubbish for Brentford as well. What can I say? No, no. Anyway, so you're excited about this? So, uh, possibility of a trophy. Spurs will get to the final, and United will beat them. That's where it is. Well, we got to beat City on Wednesday first. Big, it's be tough. big games. Well, Mourinho's just come out and said for, for Spurs, it's his biggest game in charge of Spurs yeah. so far because he wants to win. He, he thinks Spurs are in serious need of a trophy. So he's put his stall out there. Well, and I think that picking up a trophy of any kind besides the fucking Audi Cup is big for Spurs because of the mentality change. It's a statement. It's, it's a mentality change. It's picking up a trophy and them saying, I, I want more of this. What do we need to do to go and win the FA Cup or the Europa League or whatever's next? Yeah, know? so it's, that'll be a, that'll be, I think it'll be a tough game for Spurs because Brentford are good. We talked about him last week. Mm. Thomas Frank, the manager, he's my, on my bonus content. If you've not listened, go back and listen to our end of year content. Um, but 
Thomas Frank was our uh, my pick of the best manager in 2020. And now he's going to do you in the semis. Yeah, because I've, yeah, I've done it now. I've set myself up. <laughs> Proper Spurs moment yeah. of you getting stuffed in the semi-final. Do you, do you think you can beat City? United? I felt the league game, it's so hard to tell because will both teams be do this more of the same or will they open up a bit? I don't see City doing what they did in the last game. Now they're getting into a bit of a stride. Yeah. But that might suit United though because United are lethal on the counter-attack. So I, I, it's going to be a really it's interesting be a good game. game. Yeah, and you know, but they're both going to play full-strength teams because they're going to yeah. want to go for it. Win a cup. Don't like the fact that City have played a game less than everyone because they had a bit of a rest in between, which Very we'll talk true. about in a minute. But yeah, uh, it's a great game. I mean, these are the games you want to be in as a... a, a supporter of a team you want your players in semi-finals and yep. finals so excited I, I always like this tournament because usually you get to see a few of the youth prospects get a yep. run out and some of the other players you don't really see very regularly get a game so should be good should be exciting yeah let's move on to some other news a uh, bit of football trolling going on which was enjoyable at the weekend we all enjoy some trolling football trolling it's very enjoyable so uh, Swansea and Jamal Lowe from Swansea scores a goal against Ben Foster which for those that don't know Ben Foster sets up a GoPro in his net because he has a YouTube channel which he uploads all kinds of different content to it's actually pretty cool but he has a GoPro in his own goal which you're kind of asking for it because if you're not like winning and you're getting a lot of goals scored against you, it's not so good. But anyway, um, he so, set, go on. Yeah, so what happened? So he, <laughs> set, he, sets, he sets the GoPro up in his net and uh, Ben Foster, the goalkeeper, and Jamal Lowe scores a goal against him. And as he's celebrating, he runs back into the net and gives the old like kissy shush face <laughs> to Ben Foster's <laughs> GoPro. That uh, was really enjoyable. I love seeing some shithousery like that. I do like that. So have you got any other moments of shithousery that you enjoy? There's a couple that spring to mind. Um, let me think real quick. There was one I remember from last season. Arsenal lost to Brighton. Brighton did a double over Arsenal last year. And in the second game, there was a, as they were coming off the pitch, one of the Arsenal players was like down on the floor. And one of the Brighton lads was sort of like walking up, but he was like laughing. He couldn't stop laughing at the player. Like he's walking past him, like a really, really funny clip. Um, so that was quite good shit, Alzheimer. Who was a good one from years ago. Do you remember when Walcott was injured and he was getting stretched off? Yeah, I do. And he was getting stretched off against Tottenham. Yeah. And they were, the and Spurs he, fans were giving him some abuse. And what did he give him? He held up the 2 0. <laughs> but, but what I love is how that's come back round because then Spurs were tuning up a couple of years later. And he got injured again. And as he was getting carried off, all the Spurs fans were giving oh, him the 2-0 back game. So he got a, it came back. You've got to love that, so, though. Even I need as, it. Even as, a rivalry. A, even as a player, you've got to find that rather amusing. I love, I love you've seen the gif of uh, Mourinho when he was at Inter, was it Inter Milan? Where he's, he's giving it the, the ears the to the crowd. Time, he's yeah. giving it up to like, the, he's like walking around and he's like laughing. He's like, yeah, come on, I can't hear you. <laughs> I, love, I love when that little bit of like passion and rubs the people up a little bit. Yeah, you need I, it. I, I love when you see a fan or a player score and he runs past the away fans or the home fans and gives them a bit of a shh, like, quite funny. Yeah, you need that in football. Without that, it's uh, kind of meaningless. And if everyone's got a good sense of humour about it, it's, it's brilliant, especially when it's not happening to your team. I like it. City did it. City's ultimate troll was uh, the Tevez poster up on the billboard oh. in Manchester. <laughs> uh, welcome to Manchester yeah. with a picture of Tevez when he signed right. for City. And yeah, that was... Uh, that was I, interesting. I liked the uh, 
Adwayor for City when he scored against Arsenal and he ran the full length of the pitch oh. and slid on his knees in front of the Arsenal fans. That is the best one because that one's like the video have some of that. The video of the Arsenal fans behind the goal just frothing at the mouth, just absolutely guys were like falling yeah. down the stands to, to get like, to yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I like that kind of shit housery. Yeah. Uh, you've got here in the running order uh, Cristiano Ronaldo on Instagram. Is that exciting to you? You're, you're interested in I'm this? not sure it's exciting, but I just saw it. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Ronaldo has has more followers than all of the Premier League clubs combined on Instagram. That's mental. They've got about, I think it's between 150 and 175 is all the Premier League clubs combined. Mm. He's got 250 million followers. So the last, who was the last sort of big celebrity in football before Ronaldo? Would you say Beckham, maybe? Like of that yeah. global global level? And Beckham didn't have the power of social media. He did not have. Right. So, so Ronaldo's taken that mantle of like, the biggest celebrity in world football. I think so. But he doesn't seem to have much... If you said to me, what's Ronaldo's personality? I don't know, I don't know what his personality is. Yeah. He hasn't got any. Even if you were to like look through his posts, there's no like... They're yeah. all like really dry but and he has like... a PR team as no well. No personality, right? man. Speaking of personality, you watch, uh, if you haven't seen it, you go and watch the Lionel. I know you haven't watched it yet, but that Lionel Messi interview, he talks about Ronaldo, in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It was very... Uh, a personalised interview. It was on NBC this week. It was, I forget the name of the actual interview, but it's worth checking out. It'll be on YouTube yeah. somewhere. But yeah, really interesting. Messi kind of went behind the scenes of the tax issues, playing for Argentina, growing up in Barcelona. Like, it was very, very, very interesting. Yeah. I like seeing that human side of football. That's what I mean. He's got a quarter of a billion followers. That's mad. I want to see what he's like having for breakfast. Or yeah. like, you know, I want to see like... What do you think he has for breakfast? eats a football I, pro- I bet he has like 6,000 sit-ups no yeah. doesn't even eat that's what he has for breakfast 6,000 sit-ups yeah it's good, isn't it? maybe I don't want to see what he does for breakfast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's probably just doing like press-ups yeah. on his nose but I want some better content out of him yeah alright Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. if you're listening PR up, get your PR team up on your it. game mate uh, Japanese high school penalty so we've gone from Ronaldo to a high school penalty in Japan yeah brilliant so what did you like about this uh, it's 25 second he did he did the uh, what would you call it the Bruno Fernandes which I bloody hate well no Fernandes is a hot he does a skip Pogba does the like the little shuffle do you know what this lad did he did uh, the Roberto Carlos run up for the free kick he scored in the tournoi yeah, yeah, yeah. back in 97 big tournament yeah Big tournament. So when he did the full, like the outside yeah. of the foot bend around the wall. The banana freak. But, but this lad did a run up and he started off, not even, it didn't even look like that big of a run up, but mm. it took him 25 seconds to ball. It was so many mini steps. It was like, uh, like he was on a ladder. <laughs> yeah. And then he tapped it away. So credit to him. But that was in the, like a high school championship in Japan. You're not a fan of the uh, flamboyant penalties then? Can't stand it. You know what drives me nuts? Mm. You, you know, Fernandez has scored eight pens this year, this season already. Yeah, so. Eight. I've had to watch him do that eight times. So, I mean, good for him. I hate him. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Take a penalty properly. Yeah, I, I think, Although he's good at it. Who, who's your favourite penalty taker ever? Um, might be a Shearer because he just slams it yeah. into the top of the net you, all the you time. knew where it was going and you couldn't say just that. Slammed it. Same top corner. Yeah. I think he's probably got the best stats for penalties ever. Really? Don't ever remember him seeing this one. Mashed if he knows the best penalty taker ever, get in touch. Yeah, let us know. Unless it was Pele, don't. Because his were probably against like under five teams. It's not Fraser LeVay either. Yeah, it's not Fraser LeVay. Can't take a <laughs> uh, All right, sweet. So uh, is there anything else? Uh, news of the world style stuff? No, I think that's about us, mate. That's so, the, the so roundup. It's the section now where we added last week. Great response from our listeners around the world. Hopefully you joined in at home, but it's time for... 
the game with no name. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> oh, that, that, was, that was unrehearsed yeah, as well. Everyone. All right, don't look at my answers. Do you want to go first this week? I went first last week and I got out in the lead early because you bottled it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, do you, do you want me to kick it off? All right, you kick it off. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. If you missed the rules last week, Tom, run over the rules one um, time. I have 10 seconds. I will be given the initials and the team of a current Premier League player. I have to guess that player's name within 10 seconds. If I don't, you will hear... Oh, that was very, that was very yeah, quiet, that was really it? shit. You will hear... Very nice. Yeah. If I get it right, you will hear a nice rousing... All right. Let's begin. And, and for the last question, by the way, you get double points. Double points. So you're in the race. You're always in the race. Except you weren't last week. I was already away in clear. Last week was a test. All right. Begin. <laughs> it's 1-0 then to me overall. Let's go. All right. So first for Tommy, here we go. JS Newcastle. I know it. I don't know it. Jerome. Jones. <laughs> John Joe Shelby. Oh, I've come back that. It's a JJ. <laughs> it's a JJ. It's no, it's John Joe. It's one word. John That's Joe backwards. John, John Joe shouldn't be one word. <laughs> John Joe's one word. That's, That's three the, names. That's three I names. I know the first of the oh, first. You starting off. I see where you're going here. <laughs> come on, Newcastle. I thought you'd get that. Moving on, I'm, I'm really angry. About He's that fuming. One. I'm very Tom's angry. actually fuming. All right, oh. Adam Thelwell, your first question. M A Lester. Uh, Five. Albright and uh, Mark Albright. Three. <laughs> 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 one nil you. Uh, I nearly fucked. That was his a last tough name. one. That one, wasn't it? I know. I nearly fucked his last uh, name. I expected you to get it on because we did a lot of Leicester watching. Yeah, right? yeah. This this should be an easy one. Mm. Stop saying that. You can't preface everything with an easy one. All right. R L C Fulham. Three initials. LC? Yeah, RLC, Fulham. I've gone. I've gone. <laughs> Ruben Loftus cheek. Ah! <laughs> You've got one of these triple numbers. Oh, I'll tell John you what. Joe's not a triple. It's John Joe's not, triple. It's, it's a triple. It's his first name, is John Joe. I'm in a hole here. <laughs> oh, I've given you such easy ones. Right, here we go. That's Ready? easy. Ready? RLC. Come on. RLC. I, was thinking, I don't know why I was just thinking Lukaku in my head. <laughs> RL, RL. I was just Romelu Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku. All right, come on, right. give it to him. We're going to nose in front here. SL, Southampton. Shane Long. Yeah, give, me, <laughs> give me all the easies. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is easier than Shane Long. BA. All right, next. This is the, You've got to get this one, otherwise you're banned from the game. <laughs> Ready? Liverpool. A R. Andy Robertson. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Easy. Yeah. 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 That's a double clap. <laughs> I'm back in the game. Someone's back on the board. <laughs> All right. This right. is for the win. Uh, I'll put you on three. three. No, because then if you, you'll have to I can get the bonus one as long as you don't get the bonus one. As long as I don't get the bonus. Oof. All right. Crunch time. Oh. You've got it already. <sighs> KP Leeds United. Oh, Calvin Phillips. Can I give you that? What's Kelvin that? Phillips? Kelvin? Calvin, Phillips. Calvin. Ah, 
I've helped you there. I've helped you there. I didn't want to be that guy who just disallows yeah. you for a Kelvin. I, I could have I could have got away with that. I could have just blamed it on an accident. Okay. I said Kelvin. Right, right, right. Calvin, Kelvin. All right, this is my bonus round. Yeah, this is a... I've given you a nice easy one for the bonus because I knew you'd be behind. Is it a triple? Is it a triple? No, it's not. Yeah, all right. There's only Ruben lost a sheet is easy. <laughs> Triple barrel name or Go double on. barrel name. All right. DW Brian. Dean Windass. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> D. Brian. No, I'm thinking of the French lad. Paul. Three, two, no. one. Oh, fuck. Danny Welbert. He never plays for bloody Brighton. <laughs> he plays all the for time. For sake. <laughs> Do you want the final one? Just because yeah, you're, yeah. you're three yeah. for three right now. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I want hundred percent. I'm going to ruin you next week, <laughs> mate. Those were Ready? easy. What Here you go. S C Everton. Seamus Coleman. Full sweep. <laughs> What's the music? <laughs> I got bonus music as well. You got bonus music. Congratulations. Hundred percent. All right. Well, That's Adam incredible. is now two 0 up in the game. With no. You say name as well. Name. Name. There you go. Oh, hopefully you played along at home and did better than Tom. One out of four. Would you have got those at home? I'd I, like to think that anyone... I think if I wasn't in this pressure yeah, oven, like pressure, pressure cooker, cooker, yeah. Yeah, pressure cooker environment. Anyone that fancies themselves, come into the office. Yeah, or, you know, if, if you fancy yourself, we'll do a phone-in or something. Yeah. Yeah. You can record it. Yeah, live phone-in. All, right. All right. Game with no name. All right, so this week's... Uh, we're, we're moving into the next round of the show, which is this week's... Hot Topic. Oh, we're getting much better at that. Yeah. It's getting... Like, it's... Can I get it again, though? Yeah, this week's... Hot Topic. All right. Nice. Tom, what is this week's hot topic? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we don't hear it. Well, yeah, someone, <laughs> someone at home probably like, this is fucking, what are they doing? Why do they keep doing the it? Pricks. And right. they probably don't know what the quote's from. It's from Alan Partridge, anyone doesn't know. Google him. Anyway. So, uh, this week's hot topic is um, all about American ownership uh, in European football clubs, especially uh, Premier League and lower league football teams. It seems to be prevalent which is, you know, maybe something that's not talked about too much. The reason why it's a hot topic this week is because... Burnley have just been taken over by American Investment Group. I forget the name of the American Investment Group. It's like ALG Capital. Cool. Uh, yeah, very interesting. And they've also... They, their interview was very interesting because the ownership group have put their own um, director and chairman, an American chairman, at the helm of the club, resigning the Burnley, former Burnley chairman, and sports director, and they've all moved to Burnley. They've actually moved to Burnley? They've moved to Burnley. Which, yep. if you've never been to Burnley, which sure. I have, is a bit of a... You know, it's a really nice town full of lovely people. Burnley, Burnley's an interesting place to go and live. They won't be living in Burnley. They'll be living in Cheshire somewhere and busting up to Lancashire. Anyway, so yeah, American Ownership Group has taken over at Burnley, and this is a, a trend we've seen over the last decades of... American ownership groups eating up clubs in the Premier League, the Championship, but also Europe at large, right? There are seven Premier League clubs with American majority owners. Which is crazy. As opposed to four Premier League clubs that have UK or British ownership. So there's more American ownership than British ownership in a 
British League. And that, English num- league. that number's just going to keep ticking up, right? It's because for, for whatever reason, they, they see this opportunity, uh, a financial opportunity in owning these clubs, whether it's merchandise or the global aspect of the Premier League. So well, what do you think about all of this, Tom? What do you think it means for the game to have some of these American ownership groups involved? I'm not sure they do much for the development of the game by ways of, you know, if we're talking about American talent and stuff like that, I'm not sure their their drive is to develop the American game. I think their drive is to make money and they see profit potential ultimately, right? It's a business. It's an investment where they can turn it into something even better for themselves. I don't think it's driven. I'm not even sure it's necessarily driven for a passion for the game per se. I think it's, it's business at that level. Well, and what other industry uh, is like football where it has that global appeal now, unless you're Coca-Cola or McDonald's or something like you, you do the right stuff with like Leicester, are a great example of this, like Leicester will have gained. And of course they won the league. So that's a little bit different, yeah. but Leicester will have fans now in South America and Africa and Asia, yeah. uh, USA yeah. obviously got like a global fan base, which Burnley probably don't have, right? They're not yeah. particularly uh, a trendy club or a sexy club, yeah. but now you go in there and, layer on top a couple of marquee signings you know european run whatever it is then you're, you're in the mix for that next step for global audience and also what other business can you buy and sell and yeah. transfer american sports you can't transfer trade players for money right there's a no. draft system and there's a pool of like how the players are traded 100 percent. You, you brought up an interesting uh point with maybe how the ownership might want to look after their investments mm. i mean do you see a uh, do you see a push where We've talked about this Super League before. Do you see a push where they might try and Americanize sports like the Premier League, where it is a franchise league? Would you ever see that? I think we're moving more and more towards that simply because the more foreign investors you get, you're not investing, unless it's like a fun toy type of thing, the richest, the richest ownership group in the world is Manchester City's, and they clearly don't treat it. Like, they treat it like a business, yep. right? They're running it like a, a very, very well organized. What they did in Manchester around the ground, so they've done. They're not seeing this as a plaything. Even Abramovich at uh, Chelsea, they're not seeing this as playthings. It's a vehicle to either invest and grow money, or also move money around as well, which. Uh, we need to avoid yeah. libel here because uh, <laughs> so, so, so accusing people of uh, extorting money and uh, embezzlement is not good. But I think that, they, yeah, they, they're seeing this opportunity. But from an investment standpoint, you want to protect your investment. The last thing you want is Burnley getting relegated next season, you know, or whenever. And then your investment gets chopped in half. What's happening now, though, is that that buffer between the Championship and the Premier League is the, the parachute payment takes care of you for seasons after that. It's beneath that, I think, that the gap's just going to become ever-increasing. Yeah, but even, even then, I mean, if you look, if you, if you go down the leagues, we talked about it, it's not just the Premier League that's getting that investment. I think there's six or seven mm-hmm. championship teams that have American ownership now. Correct. Um, and obviously, we're well, just, obviously, we're, we're Rex- just talking. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're in a conference. Right. But because the barrier to entry is, is a lot lower, when you start going in below the Premier League, the, to buy a club does not cost you as much. But I mean, right. I'm just looking at Barnsley, their ownership group has estimated net worth of 9.1 billion. Right. I mean, that could completely change Barnsley's star, Barnsley stars. Right. You know, and all they need is one good season. They splash your money in for one season, buy some quality players, get in the Premier League, and all of a sudden Barnsley are a, a global name. And what you're buying when you buy these, these clubs, which in turn are brands, is you're buying 
something with such lineage and history. Yeah. Like a club like Barnsley, that story is really fascinating, same as Wrexham. Because so, yeah. each one of these clubs has got what the world watch English football especially for, yeah. is the history, the, the around the town. That I, it's like, yeah, the heritage of it. Yeah, it's like people the, love that. The stories and, yeah. You go and layer on top of that some 21st century branding and all of a sudden it's like, wow, Like you can get people in Asia that will now support Barnsley because they've signed some players and they've got a cool marketing yeah. campaign. So I think as far as the, the franchising part, sort of the Americanization of the league goes I think you, you said it when we were chatting about this yesterday I, I don't think it'll happen because there'll be so much kickback from the supporters yeah. of the team that they won't want to see that but I think that they're also hedging their bets enough that if they do get relegated the money's still so big in the championship yeah. they can take a loss and come back up again in some regards it almost works better for you to do that because you go down and you have a quality season in the championship well, now you've had a winning season and everyone's excited about your re-entrance to the Premier League. Yes and no. Because it's easy to say, go have a quality season in the Championship. I think, like it, I, th- I think it might be the toughest league in the world. It's very but, hard to get off, yeah. It's, it's a fair point. Tough. Because it's very evenly balanced down there and the football's very different. Then you come back up to the Prem and you've got to like readjust your squad because the football's yeah, different yeah, again. Yeah. T- t- tell that to Leeds when they drop down yeah. to League One. Tell that to Portsmouth who went all the way down to League Sheffield Two. Sheffield Wednesday, Blackpool. All like these things. The, the list the, endless. The, absolutely sunk recent Premier League teams yeah. that are now in Bolton Wanderers like they were they were an established Premier League team for years and now falling apart yeah, yeah. They're, they're nowhere to be seen so I get what you're saying yeah. a lot of that is down to poor management yes not on the pitch but yeah. off the pitch yeah. like they, those clubs ran really poorly especially Portsmouth Blackpool yeah. Bolton Wanderers they were ran so terribly off the pitch so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens and you want to see investment in the game it's a global game now so I'd, that part of it's good but... I'd just like to see some of that investment for the greater good of the game, yeah. drop back into the States. Hey, we're going to have, let's say we're talking there. So let's say, who do we bring up? Burnley. Maybe Burnley now start a satellite club in, I don't know, i to think. Reno's already got a, well, no, Reno just lost their club. Sure. Reno, right? And it's, right. it's Burnley's beat reserves. Right. We're playing in Reno in the American League. And it ties together a bit more. I'd love to see something like that more build in. Uh, it's, it's funny because after the Wrexham purchase happened with Ryan Reynolds and his mate. Uh, <laughs> Paul uh, fucking needs his name out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they bought Wrexham and I thought, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. They did a great job of the initial promo of the videos and like it was kind of funny and it was, uh, that's interesting. And then I saw in the thread on Twitter a lot of criticism from American soccer fans. It was like, wait, hold on a second. Why are you taking your money over there and not investing in the US soccer scene? Well, the answer was really simple. It's like, well, because there they can do well and get promoted and there's a business opportunity there. Mm -hmm. In American soccer, there's no... Imagine them starting a team in the NPSL. People would have just been like, "Mm, cool. Yeah, like, I don't care. A, it's not news. And B, have you got a billion dollars to get into Major League Soccer? Right. No, so we're not doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and until there is some sort of uh, pyramid yep. in an opportunity for teams, investors will go elsewhere. Of this guy, investor in Burnley, yeah, will go yeah. over here. Like MLS isn't even a, a, that attractive investment, right? Yeah. So very expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. So yeah, interesting to see what happens. I would love, to, like you said, to see that money invested here in the soccer scene here. But yeah. I get why people are doing it. Yeah. Cool. So let's uh, jump into your final thoughts, Thomas, real quick. Give us a quick final thought.
Um, so I've got two here, really, but yeah. here's one for you. So obviously, 2021. Let's go with the new year. Positive. Positive stuff. Yeah. Any additions you'd like to see in the game in 2021? Anything you like? Obviously, we've had VAR. V- I can't speak. Obviously, VAR has become it's a, a big. VAR, it's bar. Yeah, man. It's a bit sheepish. <laughs> Leaves me a bit sheepish. Yeah. Um, no, obviously, we've had VAR introduced into the game. Um, you know, any additions or anything you think that you'd like to change or take out of the game? We've talked about the five subs potentially coming in at different levels. Um, anything that you would... I, I Right now, just because I'm sick of VAR, I don't think we're ready for it yet. I don't think it's refined enough. I would like to see VAR out. You've been it completely. Right now, I've been it, and I would either put two more, two more linesmen on the pitch, so the pitch has four linesmen, or I would put two refs on the pitch. Probably four linesmen is, if unless they're like... In sync. In sync. Like, imagine if you've got one who's a little bit unfitter <laughs> than the other and he's uh, like, he's got his flag up here and he's got his flag up three yards so, down the line. So, so maybe maybe they're not, he's not doing the offside calls. Ins and outs. But yeah, ins and outs. An assist in the ref or uh, perhaps two referees is a better solution. I know that's probably sounds... Well, they did, it, they did it in the Champions League a couple of years ago. Remember they had a referee yeah. on the on the, on the touchline, the, the end touch line, line. Yeah, that on the goal shit. line. That was weird. But, but that to me was like a half step of what maybe they should yeah. have done but then do you have too many cooks in the kitchen? Do you have like guys like, but, but if it's a ref in each half, that's kind of in charge of this half of the pitch. I'm not saying that that's the solution. I just, 2020 <laughs> made me so sick of VAR. Imagine having two, one ref in each half and one's really whistle happy and one's just letting everything go. <laughs> yeah, like, amazing. One's giving pens at this end, but you can't win a pen at that end. It's, it's why VAR, they want VAR to come in to remove the human yeah. error, right? Yeah. I, I just, I, I got such a bad taste in my mouth of VAR after 2020 that I would like to see it removed for now. And then mm-hmm. until they've really refined it and defined what the laws of the game actually are, because it seems like no one knows what fucking offside is anymore. That seems to have gone out the window. Yeah. So I, I think that, and uh, let's try to think from a more positive angle without removing anything. Um, I want tackling back. Yeah, proper, proper yeah. tackles. Allow people to be tackled. Get stuck again. in. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the game, oh God, we're doing a football podcast, but I think a lot of the game that we grew up on, I loved is... Yeah. It's dead. Which it's is, dying. It's but, becoming a non-contact sport. Which, which is that's why I want tackling back. Yeah. I think the game has, has fallen away from that. It's a completely different game. Now. It's essentially become a non-contact yeah. sport. Yeah, and apart from any, aside from that, anything adding adding in, it's hard to say because I still love the game. But I think the five something I would get rid of. I think it highly favors the yeah. the teams with big squads and money more clubs, money. Yeah, because yeah, now you've got five superstars on the bench where a team might be yep. three reserves or three youth players, yep. and it doesn't it doesn't benefit them. So I know the Premier League's about money and whatever else, but yeah. mm. cool. That's it, mate. All right. Anything else to add? That's all I've got, mate. That's it. Cool. We'll be back on Thursday this week on the show. We are getting down with uh, Dennis Crowley from Stockade FC. He was the founder at Foursquare. For anyone that's heard of Foursquare, big uh, tech company, which uh, he was the chairman and the founder of. So we're going to be talking to him about um, his ownership of a team in lower league US soccer, which is really interesting, also from a business standpoint, but also uh, how they've grown the club and the process of having the team in lower league US. Uh, on the web, we've got some new articles coming out at healthyobsession.soccer. So check for that. Tom, the email if you want to get in touch with the show. Hello at healthyobsession.soccer. Ding, dang, do. That's the end of it. We appreciate everyone tuning in and we will catch you all next time. Bye.